The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Well, how's it going? Welcome to the Como Sports End Zone Podcast. I'm Nico Tamarine alongside my co-host Najee Moye. Najee, you know, we've been talking a lot about the Seahawks and the draft because, you know, for at least here in Seattle, football season's done for a few weeks until the XFL gets going. Go Sea Dragons. With the Sea Dragons. Can't wait for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yes. I'm excited. Yeah. It's the return be... of the XFL. Yeah. I can't, you know, I, I like the logo. I like the spring football. Spring football. Spring There's football. Nothing wrong with it. I, I mean, I love it. I love it. I love it. The other side of spring football, of course, is the draft. And so we're going to talk about a few things going on in the world of sports. We're going to talk about. Uh, we're going to pretend Najee's John Schneider, then we're going to pretend I'm John Schneider. Ooh. He's got great suits going on, right? Trader Najee. John Schneider? Trader Najee. I like that. Yes. There you go. Um, I can't, I'm not rocking the suit game as John Schneider uh, would. I'm really just rocking some high water pants and some uh, Nike <laughs> Primes, honestly. What do you got on? Uh, these are not good. These are just Air Primes, honestly. Yeah, I like Primes, though. Most comfortable shoe in the whole entire world. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, and, you know, we're, we're aiming for comfort here because the draft is going to be a long day. I can't wait. It's a fun time to cover. It's, yeah, it's a fun time to cover, and there's a lot happening with the Hawks. I mean, the future, the future, the ground is already the groundwork is settled, but now yeah. we're starting to build. We're building. We're building. We're building doors. We're building windows on this beautiful I house like here. You know, and and things are happening. And I think there's a lot of great players in this draft, and I think everyone will be. There's really no way to miss. Yeah, I don't think there is. There's no. a lot of good. I mean, listen, you may be judged down the road if a guy doesn't pan out, and I don't think that's John or Pete's fault. Right. It just happens in the NFL sometimes. Yeah. I mean, now sometimes there's picks that are made. You're like, okay, that's silly. Um, I don't expect the Seahawks to make that kind of a pick. Um, yeah, like they just seem. I mean, listen, last year was any indication they're going to do all right. But yeah, they're batting batting a thousand probably. Right. Pretty close to it af- after all, you know. But there's no Jamarcus Russells in this draft. You know, no. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, at least as far as we know. As but. far as we know, yeah. And, and luckily, I, I don't think the Hawks will be looking for quarterbacks. At least not at the beginning of the draft. Anyway, right. They've got. They're a superstar quarterback, the Pro Bowl quarterback, actually, who hasn't written anyone back. I'm still waiting for a letter, Gino. After I don't, all, th- so. I don't think so. Well, and, and let's talk about that for just a minute because uh, we ran a poll on mm-hmm. my Twitter and got a few hundred votes. Okay. Um, the idea of that poll was, okay, let's say you're pick number five, right? And let's assume all of the following options are on the table. Now, inevitably, some of them won't be on the table. Okay. But the question we were asking was just like, what's your favorite of these options? And to do that, you have to pretend like every option's on the table. Okay. So here were the choices. Um, draft a QB, even though Gino is starting. At five. At five. Okay. This is, Yes, thank you for clarifying. This okay. is at number five. Um, the next choice was take Will Anderson from Alabama, or another edge linebacker type guy. Okay. Take Jalen Carter from Georgia or another defensive interior guy, which at that point it would, it would have to be Jalen. Probably. Um, and again, this is assuming any of these options are available to you. Right. And the last choice we gave was to trade the pick away for future picks. First place was to take Jalen Carter from Seahawks fans. That's yeah. I I kind of I, I get that. I get that because you saw like what a game changing run stuffing defensive lineman could do yeah no i mean and all the teams are still and we'll get to the afc and nfc championship games in a second but all the teams are still in the um the tournament are just like these teams that can really just like have these two big massive human beings yeah. at the center, or even not even at the center even on the you know fast guys on the corner like you know bosa or something like that and i think that's definitely what the league is kind of going 
maybe not back to simply honestly we talk about I well last week I talked about the Hawks may want to design a defense specifically to combat the Niners who we know like to run a lot yeah you know um so maybe a big guy in the middle yeah, I, I agree yeah, with that. It definitely helps. Now, here's what's interesting to me. Num- this is the kind of what reminded me to bring up this poll when you talked about Geno. Right. Finishing second in that poll was fans about roughly 26% of the vote saying they want to see the Seahawks take a quarterback there. Hmm. Now, here's here's what you have to preface it with. Twitter's full of idiots sometimes. <laughs> and I mean that in the nicest way possible. Listen, I love social media, uh, especially Twitter when it comes to sports, because it's like you're watching a game. Or you're debating a topic, like you're at like the sports bar or something. Right. However, um, if you're passionate enough, you can make a case for anything. My, right. And my point in, in saying that is, there, I wouldn't be stunned if a lot of those votes were people just thinking like, "Oh, Gino faded or something like that." No, 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 no. no like no. if if in the event that Pete and John were to take a quarterback at number five, I don't think it happens. No. But you know, Pete Carroll did make me think because we talked about last week with that comment he made about like, "Hey, it's a." You don't have this opportunity. We got to do the research. Right. I think if they did, they're definitely not starting next year and maybe not even the year after that. Like, this right. person is learning under Geno Smith, even if you took him that high. A complete project. You know, the. I mean, when I think about – and I think we, we were talking earlier – well, we've been talking since the last draft. You mentioned the guy you like a lot in Malik Willis, right? From yeah, Liberty. and he, they're not, not – I mean, maybe he will be good. Well, we talk about long-term projects, yeah. you know, to reach your potential. I mean, who knows how long it takes, you know, and I think he's a, he's a great – um, prospect when we talk about great prospects as far as like who can do anything you know on the yeah. football field i think about anthony richardson from florida yeah, yeah that's the thing and he's a big guy is he, he available th- maybe as deep as 20 you never know well that's the thing i mean he, he i'd be shocked if he goes first round you know right but maybe second third it's an option you know especially if you're thinking you're going to resign gino and then have a guy sit for a couple years maybe not sit for as long as some guys like jordan love has sat well know? yeah yeah but you know I think I, I honestly I wouldn't be surprised if the Hawks draft um pick up someone like Anthony Richardson or even Bo Nix, someone who can like can learn over an actual professional like Gino, yeah. you know learn learn quarterbacking as opposed to just like play sandlot. Football. Well, I think that's something that is not done enough in the NFL today. Oh yeah, you know yeah. I can remember growing up when you know the Philadelphia Eagles took Donovan McNabb second overall and he sat behind current Jacksonville Jaguars coach Doug Peterson yeah like literally the entire year except for maybe the last two or three games right because they didn't want to throw him into the fire and they you know whether it's almost a full season whether it is a full season I think that you see a lot of these guys out there looking at you New York Jets who really burn these guys out I don't want to say burn out that makes it sound like they're tired that really just throw these guys to the wolves with not much help around them. Are you referring to Gino and the Jets? Are you Gino, about Zach, Zach Wilson, Wilson yeah. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold, yeah. The list kind of goes. Mark Sanchez even. Yeah. I Listen, mean, Mark Sanchez wasn't like going to be Tom Brady, but he did bring you to a couple AFC championships. Yeah. And I think that if he had a little more help, I mean, listen, I get that he did that as a rookie. I yeah. understand that. Great defense. Yeah, that's Great just it. Defense. And so he was kind of a game manager. But like – you know, I mean, listen, there's case studies for this all across the NFL. <laughs> Guys that are, <clears throat> excuse me, picked to be a starter right away when really they probably need uh, a year or two of season. I mean, look at a guy like Mac Jones. He played pretty well as a rookie, hit some rough patches in year two, and all of a sudden, like, so many people are declaring, like, Everyone's he's like, done. Everyone's like, oh, maybe not, maybe not. He's done, know? he's done, he's done. Like, guys, easy. 
guys, he's still like twenty three or four or whatever he is. And guys like Mac Jones are consummate winners. I mean, they went. Mac Jones from Alabama, you yeah, know, and he has a winning pedigree. Winning pedigree, I think, means a lot. Honestly, look at guys like Jalen Hurts, who's got sure. a winning, winning pedigree. You mentioned um, having quarterbacks kind of sit for a little bit. The first, I mean, as I mentioned before on this podcast, I'm a Giants fan, and we drafted Eli Manning pretty close to the top. Well, the Chargers drafted Eli Manning yeah. pretty close to the top, and we traded for him. Um, and then he didn't play for the first half of the year. Kurt Warner was the quarterback for the Giants for a while. Right. He did so well, and then and then Eli Manning went like one for six for the rest of that year. You know, yeah. but you know, but you know that it's that sort of like learning process, even if it's for a year you know, or half year or however long it is but you have to have a guy and that's one thing that the jets have, have not had um when you talk about mark sanchez and, sure. and zach wilson have a, a teacher you know now is jordan love learning anything from man rogers i don't know <laughs> uh, who the heck knows there right i don't i don't really know um but this but i i get that and i understand why that's second though um i just like the idea of trading the pick I mean, how yeah. much more could you? I mean, the fifth overall pick. Well, it depends on who you trade it with, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. But like, I mean, and where they're positioned, and what, what they give and what you. they and what they need also. Like, you know? here's my thing. I mean, a team like Carolina could trade it from like a nine or wherever they yeah, are. Yeah, like if then, you can still be in a position to get a difference maker, right? You know, and here's and here's the thing. Going back to the quarterback conversation, I'm gonna go I'm, like, you know, maybe there's there's quarterbacks in this draft that could start right away. I'm not saying that every quarterback draft that needs to be given time, right? But I think that. You know, that's the one thing with the Seahawks is that you have that ability. If wherever you do it in this draft, like you mentioned, a mid-round guy, maybe yeah. um, they don't have to play right away because you've got Geno or Pro Bowl or who presumably can give you at least two really good years ahead. And then we, you know, we also remiss as to why the Hawks have this draft pick in the first place. Yeah, <laughs> Russell, know, and then appreciate it. <laughs> appreciate you, Russ. Yeah. And, and I and, hope that situation works itself out right. in Denver. I, I think he'll be better next year, especially if they have somebody, a, a, a coach that's uh, proper, decent, proper, serviceable, serviceable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> decent. Yeah, I don't even know what the word. You've hit all the uh, the words there, but back to the point about what the Hawks do at five. I think that that notion that you can, you know, quarterback is not an issue. You only take it if it's the best person on the board. To me, that means. Okay, you've got four picks in the first like fifty one or fifty five. I mean, mm-hmm. fifty one really, but yeah, you know, why not use that to potentially draft four guys that are ready to play and ready to, you know, shore up the interior of your offensive line. Your third round pick bookended, you know, one of the uh, tackle spots in Abe Lucas. Yeah, why don't you pick a, um, maybe I mean maybe a running back, but because you don't know how Rashad Penny's going to do, and certainly. Ken Walker, when he was out, that was a tough game was, when you had Travis was, Homer going against the— Very difficult. You yeah. Wanna, you want to build depth at that position, especially because— you, I mean, especially we know how much Pete wants to run the yeah. ball, you know? And then, of course, you have the defensive side of the ball. You need you probably need a corner opposite Tariq Woolen. Yeah. You probably need—I mean, defensive interior, we talked about that. You probably need another linebacker uh, to go along Jordan Brooks. Or Jordan Brooks now with that severe injury just had surgery five days ago. What's that who looking knows, like? Yeah, yeah, who knows what that recovery looks like. And then— yeah. And then you need somebody to help Cody Barton out. That's true. Assuming that's true. Cody's back, he's a free agent. But yeah, well, hopefully Cody comes back. You know, I I still say Will Anderson, Will Anderson, Will Anderson. <laughs> you know, yeah. If he's if he's available, I think he. I mean, that being said, Chicago has a first overall pick, and I mean, they could go Will Anderson, and that makes perfect sense for them. Right, and I um, think that's what makes this so exciting, Najee, is the idea that we can vote on it, we can talk about it on this podcast, and we will, and we will, yeah. and, and Pete, and Carolyn, y'all are going to listen, <laughs> and Pete and John. Could have like a number one scenario in the head. We would love to take Bryce Young. We would love to take Jalen Carter. Whatever it might be, 
they're not going to know, at least for sure, until April 27th at about like 8.30 when they come on the clock. And let's all be happy that the Hawks don't have the number one overall pick. You know, 8.30, I mean, I mean 5.30. 5.30, yeah. I mean, can you just imagine if the Hawks ended up – I mean, just like how atrocious, you know? I mean, Well, yeah, and so – which, by the way, to get off topic for a minute – Small parentheses. Did you see the uh, comment that Brandon Bean, the general manager of the Bills, made about the Bengals today? I, I have not. So he, somebody asked him at their season-ending press conference, you know, about how good the Bengals were and, um, you know, <laughs> what, what it would mean to, like, relo- like, reload the way the Bengals did, had some tough years. Sure. And Brandon Bean uh, said – Some tough years. <laughs> yeah. So Brandon Bean was like, yeah, listen, like – we, you know, and I'm gonna pull this up so I don't get it wrong here. I mean, the Bengals saying, saying the Bengals had some tough years. I mean, that's a bit of an understatement. I, you know, as a 31 year old, I am literally thinking to myself, I forgot the Bengals were a team up until Joe Burrow got yeah. drafted there. And but but honestly, they've created a really great nucleus, especially on offense yeah. and the way that that defense played against Buffalo in the snow, no less. By the right. way, how great was that snow football in the AFC? It division? was great. Like, oh, so you ready for this quote? Yeah. Brandon Bean said, and I quote, I don't want to have to suck bad enough to get Jamar Chase. I mean, <laughs> it's true. It's true. And, and Buffalo won't be in that position, luckily, because they've got and a franchise He goes on to say, like, yeah, Jamar's a heck of a talent, but, yeah. you know, you he, obviously he, had to be in that spot to pick him. Things have to go very And bad. they've got a rookie QB quarter. Not that Burrow's a rookie, but he's still on his rookie contract. He is. And yeah. so that frees you up to make moves elsewhere, whereas, you know, a team like the Bills or a team – um, like the Broncos, who have Russell Wilson's, like you have these massive quarterback contracts yeah. that limit what you do, and so that brings me back, you know, to the Seahawks and what they do in this draft. Because yeah, you're probably going to, you know, Geno isn't going to be on seven, eight million now. He's going to be on thirty, right? Yeah, and you know, um, do you take that quarterback of the future that allows you to, you know, put somebody in that, or do you shore everything up and get those guys on those rookie deals so that they can? So you basically have this year's version of the team with, in theory, assuming these guys pan out like they did in 2022, right? upgrades uh, all over the place. Do we know, and this is another slight parenthesis, because, you know, if you do draft a player, a quarterback at five, you're going to have to pay him like yeah, you drafted at yeah. five, whether he starts or not. And I was just casually just thinking to myself, who are the top, you know, paid quarterbacks in the league? Oh, Aaron Rodgers is number one right Aaron now. Aaron Rodgers is number one right now. Um Russell Wilson is number two, <laughs> and Kyle, be better. and Kyler Murray is number three. You know, I mean, boy, he, oh and he is he is injured, and then Deshaun Watson was number four, and and, I and then Burrow five, and Justin Herbert were going to pass him this off season. Yeah, yeah, and then five is right now Patrick Mahomes, so he definitely deserves it. He definitely deserves yeah, to be number one. Sure. And then we got you know Allen, then Carr, then after that um, Stafford. So, I mean, you have to. It, it is a numbers game, after all, definitely. So, but then again, I mean, and we talk about these rookie contracts, you know. Joe Burrow, I'm not going to make my pick now, but he has a chance to make it to two straight Super Bowls on that Which is contract. Crazy. I mean, that's ideal, you know? But he also has a pedigree of winning. Back to the Mac Jones conversation. You know, right, we just right. had the Jalen Hurts conversation. So it'll it'll be interesting. I who do you, What are you thinking for five? What would you do? I think, and again, like we said a minute ago, it depends on what's available. But assuming, like, I was voting in our poll. Right. And, you know, assuming every option were to be available, I, I take Jalen Carter. Yeah. Just because we saw that run defense for the Hawks, and when it was playing well, it was good. How how really it just trickled down to everything, right? And it was why they won four games in a row in October and part of November. Um, listen, I'm happy as heck if they get Will Anderson. Yeah, and I'm you know what? I'm also happy if they trade down and get a nice haul in return, right? Like, 
You get a pretty solid. I mean, there's some pretty solid players in this and, draft. And here's draft. the thing. You know, I like the defensive linemen they have right now. I love Shelby Harris, and I love Big Al Woods and Puna Four, but they had some injuries. Right. And, you know, listen, some it's just one of those deals where um, Carter could be a game changer. Right. And, you know, I mean, Will Anderson could be too. Mal- I think I'm. I Miles think Will Murphy Anderson, could be also. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I, I, I would take. I would hope. If they're available, you go Will Anderson or Jalen Carter. I really think those first two picks, I know you were talking about offensive line and you mentioned running backs also, and you also mentioned cornerbacks a little bit. I think they go, I mean, front seven, definitely. Yeah. I mean, if Will Anderson's there, definitely take him. I don't see him being there. Now that I think about this so much, and I love Will Anderson as a football player, sure. first of all. But Chicago, if they're, I mean, if they trade the pick, but if they don't trade the pick, they'll likely take Will Anderson. I can definitely see someone like Miles Murphy going to the Hawks. Yeah. You know, or someone coming off that edge. Because I think every great team needs just, like, a really good – like, I mean, an edge rusher is about as good as a shutdown cornerback at this point. Yeah. No, know? I agree with that. I um, could – you know, even a guy like Tyree Wilson could come at you from Texas Tech. Exactly, and- you know. And there's a guy, you know, from Army – um, and I'm going to give your name out here. And he's not going to go top five, you know. Right. But it depends on what you want to do um, with the first couple picks. Um, but if you want to just kind of like wait, there's a guy from Army. He's like six foot seven. He's <laughs> All two, right, I like him already. He's two. <laughs> he's two sixty. He's got like a gigantic wingspan. If I if I can pull it up, my my phone is just completely. It's all right. Sabotaging me. Don't you love that? When oh, you're about to show right, somebody right a video you, yeah, and course. then you're just like, and your phone's just like, mm, maybe not. Um, but, and he just, he's a complete game changer. Now, he does need to add some size to himself because, you know, Army, you're not going to get gigantic, you know? Sure. Um, but I do, but I saw a video, Andre Carter from Army. He's a retro junior, 6'7, 260, play style, allegedly a long finesse rusher. Okay. Get him like in the third round. We're talking about value picks here, you know, yeah, and for that's sure. where a lot of the you know NFL teams are just made out of. These are not first round guys just stacking teams rosters. Yeah, you know, I like roster, on the edge. Know? I like Jared Verse from Florida State. He can go at probably a day two pick, but yeah. Um, and Andre I mean, Carter could also be day two. I remember um, he was a transfer from Albany to Florida State, and I was watching him play against Syracuse. Who had a really good running back, Sean Tucker, who broke free right. as those teams tend to do against FCS squads. Mm. And here comes Jared Verse. This defensive end and he almost tracks down a guy who ran for like 1500 yards that's crazy like he like was not even in on the play and then like almost chased him down you know and it was really impressive and and clearly it caught florida state's attention that's why he ended up there for yeah. last year now he's gone and now he's in the draft and could be a first second or maybe uh, probably first or second rounder and again that brings me back to guys like Kayvon Thibodeau from the giants yeah I'm just i don't want to i don't want to mention us too much other uh, giants too much but um i will because i've seen him chase down people from the other end of the field he may look like a skinnier guy maybe from sure. oregon you know but he would just you need athletes. You do. You, know, you definitely yeah, need athletes. Yeah, and, and think about this from the Seahawks' perspective. You could, in theory, again, you have those four picks in the first two rounds. Let's just throw a scenario out there. Where, okay. Yes, your defense struggled at times. The offense was pretty good. The offense needs some interior help, whether that's guard or center. Yeah. Um, but other than maybe a third receiver, assume. but you know what? They – they still believe in D. Eskridge, and Marquise Goodwin was pretty good there. And, Very solid. And Dariq Young, their seventh rounder last year, yeah, might still emerge next year. He did some nice things in limited action. Yeah. So, if you're the Seahawks, 
in theory, because let's remember, you got a starting offensive lineman in the third round last year. Right. Who's to say you can't do that this year? Yeah. And you could take those four picks in the first two rounds, top 55, and shore up the interior of your defensive line, get a stud linebacker, get a stud corner, and maybe even get an edge rusher, and your defense suddenly has four guys from the like that are first two round picks, and and to complement the Woolens and the Jordan Brooks of the world. I mean, they obviously how could you forget Jamal Adams and Quandre Diggs? How could you forget? Yeah, we get Jamal Adams back next year. Yeah, and, yeah. and he's gonna and Pete's you know cautioned to take that slow, kind of like Quandre played from the get go this year, mm. but it was later that you saw him be that ball hawking guy that we're used to seeing. Oh know? yeah, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I think the Hawks are gonna do a lot of work in the draft. Are you thinking any free agency type of? Well, I there's mean, always gonna be movement you know, there. Yeah, it just depends on what makes sense, but and not massive probably. Yeah, because and, you know, um, Pete Carroll said it. You know, when you pay a quarterback, it does impact what you do other spots. I mean, that's obvious. Right. But he wasn't shy about saying it. And if they re-sign Geno, like everybody thinks they do, yeah. Let's say you. I mean, I, we've constantly thrown this number out on the show here about two years, sixty millions, throw thirty million a year for the next two years. Yeah. That does limit your ability to get out and spend a ton of money. Right. Uh, you know, knowing that you've got two first rounders, two second rounders, and, and some rookies, you're gonna have again. to pay a lot of these guys. In the yeah, future. yeah. But I mean, listen, man. Like, how much of a splash was you trying to do Wosu last year? Like, it was a VO in the sportscast to uh, to tell our friends at home. It just means like a 20 second story we read with a little bit of video of Uchenna up there, and yet he was unbelievable. He ended up in the backfield so many times. Yeah, and so yeah. you don't need to sign the next Nick or Joey Bosa to sign a guy to a modest relatively anyway speaking contract yeah and have them completely change things around exactly i mean i'm looking at the list of you know defensive players on free agency and you know jadavian Clowney's one of them he's gonna want big money yeah you know um javon hargrave from the eagles the eagles will have a lot of guys on free agency after this this coming off season um he's gonna demand a lot of money um deron payne akeem hicks also i mean these are these are we're talking about just paycheck 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 you know yeah so it's definitely you know i think the hawks would just kind of lay low and just kind of like very important build for the draft and honestly that's what you really want to do that's right. what you really want to do um i mentioned the eagles and they have a pretty huge game this weekend yeah they're um, pretty big the pretty big game we have two i believe the two team four teams for the best teams, in fact, in the nfl in the afc and nfc championship games i think okay. they nailed it down i mean i mean the playoffs, very exciting so far, I would say. Right. Um, the Niners made, uh, unfortunately, short work, short work, uh, short work, work, yeah, yeah, words um, of the Hawks a couple of weeks ago, and then the Cowboys last week, and then you know, the Eagles made short work of the Giants this past weekend. You know, that game, I want to come out and say it now, and I don't really say this often. This Eagles Niners NFC Championship game might be, like, the game of, like, the 2020s. Yeah. Of the decade. Yeah. Honestly. Because, I mean, we look at how efficient the Eagles have been going forward or go, over the past couple weeks, all season, yeah. really. I mean, cannot be stopped. No. Offensively. Yeah. And on defense, I mean, they are, like, third in the league. They're actually third from the all-time record in sacks. I always kind of forget that. How many right. athletes? But that being said, they're going to have to pay everyone in offseason. Yeah, but, that's you know, going to be interesting. That's going to be interesting. And then we saw the Niners. If we know what the Niners can do up close. So we yeah, see, we, we know saw exactly, that. We, we saw that with three different quarterbacks, no less, throughout the whole year. It's crazy. When you um, think about that, isn't that crazy? I mean, it, it, it begs the question, what are they going to do in the offseason when, you know, ideally Trey Lance becomes healthy again? I think, I mean, Jimmy G's probably gone. and 
You think Jimmy G's gone? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. so, yeah. Jimmy G could be a giant next year. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's possible. Be, no, he won't be a Seahawk. Um, could be all a right, Jack you ready right for now. this? Yeah. I'm going to rapid fire some questions at you. Okay. Who's going to the Super Bowl? Uh, From the AFC, I think the Bengals will be there. Okay. I think the Bengals will be there. I'm Patrick Mahomes is not on two legs right now. He's right. really kind of on two legs, but he's not really on two legs right now. Um, and just going into Buffalo with all the emotions that they had, you know, to beat the Bengals, uh, to beat the Bills the way they did. Yeah. In the snow, no less. Um, now, on the NFC side, the answer becomes a lot more complicated. Yeah, sure. Um, I think I'm waiting for Brock Purdy to make himself look like a rookie. Mr. Relevant. He may be very relevant. Um, that being said, Jalen Hurts is a five-star athlete. Playing quarterback also. And they've got a strong defense. They've got great receivers. Devonta Smith, who's a Heisman-winning receiver, is a second receiver on the team. Yeah. And Dallas Goddard's a great tight end. And also you got A.J. Brown. When they got A.J. Brown, I was like, this is it. Um, This is it. So I picked the Eagles at the beginning of the year, and I think we'll see a Bengals-Eagles Super Bowl. Yeah, I agree with that. I I think it'd be funny to see Bengals-Niners like in the 80s, how they met twice. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think it's going to be Bengals-Eagles as well. Um, who no, wins that game? No shade against the Niners, also because we know how good they'll be. But I'm just this. This will be probably when this is the toughest test. Brock Purdy's gonna. And they haven't lost since October third, which is insane. Which is insane. That's yeah. last year. <laughs> I really, yeah. It's it's yeah. been almost four months. Uh, really. who, who wins? Who wins? Eagles. Eagles. Yeah, I it's go not even too. close. Yeah, I'd like to see the Bengals win, but the Eagles, you know, um, it's I, I agree. They're, I think they've been the best team start to finish. The city of Philadelphia is going to just, I mean, yeah, right. Just, I, I just like I think about it, and I'm like, oh man, I feel bad yeah. for everyone working in New. So I don't that, feel hey, bad. Hey, how about this? How about what? you ask me what you? I would do at number five. What do you? If you're the Hawks, what would you do at number five? At number five, hopefully a guy like Miles Murphy's there. Okay. Hopefully a guy yeah. like um, Jalen Carter is, is there. I think if Will Anderson's there, you take him. I don't think he'd be there. Um, but if none of these like big defenders are not there, I think we have to look down and John and Pete. They know exactly what they want. Mm-hmm. Trading down is not a bad idea. Sure, there's a lot of semi good quarterbacks, and there's a lot more semi good quarterbacks. But there's a lot of team, a lot more teams that need quarterbacks. The free agency class for quarterbacks are very is very lean right now. Yeah, Tom Brady. You, I mean, he's. He's not coming here. He's not coming to Seattle. Um, and he's not going to Carolina either. No. <laughs> you know. He'll go to the Dolphins. He'll or go to the, the Jets uh, or something ba- like that. The Raiders. Maybe. Raiders, Raiders. I would put my money on the Raiders. Um, trading down is not a bad option, but, I mean, I will go defense, defense. And I think that that becomes more likely defense, defense mm-hmm. deal, at number, especially number five, if somebody else vaults ahead of the Hawks to take a quarterback, for example. Yeah. Like, Let's say the Bears trade. I'm just we keep saying the Panthers because they're at nine. Say the Bears trade with the Panthers, and then suddenly, presumably, two quarterbacks go off uh, at one and two. Yeah. And then maybe even four if Will Levis, you know, if Will Levis goes to the Colts or something like that, and then yeah. suddenly the Hawks will get Will Anderson or Jalen Carter. You know what I'm saying? That's so, best case scenario right there because yeah, there's a lot happen. of. Te- I mean, the, I mean, the Raiders if they want somebody, you know, the Falcons if they want somebody if they're not completely happy with Desmond right. Ritter, you know. Um, even some a team like Washington, who if they're in love with like a Will Levis, maybe just yeah. ensure that they get him. You know, no question um, about it. And even same with Tampa, really. Yeah. I mean, they're they're at nineteen. You know, I I, I don't see, I don't see a situation where they don't reach to do a court to to you know sign a quarterback. But I'm excited for the draft. I really am, and it's like three months away, but I'm super excited about it and. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun to get, let you guys know a little background. Like when you got, when you cover it here in Seattle media, you're basically in a room adjacent 
It's the defensive team meeting room, but you're right. basically in a room adjacent to the Hawks' war room. Right. And it's just so cool. You like, hear them clap and cheer and like their emotions, and you're like, oh, I think they made a pick. Oh, I think they did this. Um, you also have the Seahawks team chefs that cook for all the media, which is fantastic. That's the best part, really. And you're all together, and you're like watching and listening, and you're kind of just hanging out there. And it's just really a, a cool atmosphere. And then when the round's done or the night is done, it's probably more aptly put. You know, Pete and John will get a little press conference, and uh, Como News will come on right after that. Free plug. There you go. So, all right, Najee, how about this? It is the 27-minute mark of this podcast. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Okay. And we usually stick to sports. But we're both really excited about this new show, The Last of Us. I have never been so afraid watching television in my life. <laughs> um, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, hopefully you're listening to it within the you know, a couple days of it dropped, so which is fine. If you can, you know, stagger it a little bit, yeah. you know. I mean, like Last of Us, we tend to drop episodes every week, you know. Um, I don't want to do any spoilers. Yeah, let's avoid that. Let's but avoid just that. generally speaking, I watched the second episode um, at home by myself, the lights <laughs> off, at around like one or two o'clock in the morning, and, and you were I, texting me. I was like, Nico, because <laughs> you got me onto the show because you're a fan of the video game. Yes, I. Um, Love that video game. Like it became like like a passion thing. Like I was like, this is the best story I've ever ever seen in a video game. My wife, who wasn't like when the first one came out in twenty thirteen, she was my fiance. Now we've been married almost eight years and we have a baby. Like things have changed. Yeah, and like she wouldn't let me play it unless she was there to watch it. Like that's how good the story was. Oh she really? Wanted. Yeah, and like. Think about, like, I know some people like watching video games. That's not me, and that's not her. Right. But she was just so into the story right. that she had to watch it. And then, of course, there's the sequel, which is much longer and mm-hmm. has Seattle in it a little bit. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, so it's really cool, including Como. Our yeah. station building makes an appearance, and they don't call it Como. Spoiler alert. If yeah. You, if you want to play Last of Us 2. Yeah, um, you may pop in and you can see the sports deck. You can see the sports you office see the sports and the sports deck. deck. You can imagine cool. us in there talking, <laughs> talking sports about the you know what the like zombie the, Seahawks and the, the yeah. And, and the, what I like about the show is that it, it is faithful to the game. There's a few changes here and there, um, which some of them like. I'm like okay, but you know what? Like it doesn't even bother me when it doesn't because it's still good. It's right. still really good. Right. And that's the craziest part for me is that I know what's going to happen for the most part because right. I've played the game multiple times, uh, love the story, bought part two the day it came out in 2020. Right. And so I know what's going to happen, but that, yeah, I'm still sitting there glued to the TV and like on the edge of my seat waiting for when or what it's going to happen. And um, I think that shows you how good of a show it is. And it's going to be the next big thing. I mean, it's already gotten tens of millions of people watching it. Yeah, so or at least, you know, views or whatever you want to call it. So we talk about, so this, so full full disclosure, this is a zombie show. Yeah. This you're is, not into it, you know. You're not into it. That's fine. Um, this is a zombie show. It takes you, the, the, it takes you from kind of the origins of, mm-hmm. a, a bit. You and know? that was not really in the video game. Really? Yeah. There's a couple, the, uh, well, let me backtrack. The origin at the beginning of episode one without doing spoilers, that right. is very much the first thing you do in the video game. Right. 
the origin part at the beginning of the second episode. And if you have you have watched, you know what I'm talking about. If you are going to watch, you will know what I'm talking about. You'll know exactly. That what was about. not whatsoever in the video game. Really? One bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was like that explanation part was not. That wasn't my least favorite. Well, when I mean least favorite, I mean the parts I was most scared about <laughs> watching. Well, yeah, no, what I scared scared watching because I was like, uh... yeah. <laughs> but the what the uh, the same intense scenes that you see in parts of episode two are the same intense feelings you have playing the video game. Like I've never been nervous in my life playing a video game, right? Except in that one, I would just like I'd be like frozen solid for like several minutes at a time. Like, okay, what am I gonna do here? It says a lot. You brought this up that you know your wife would not. Well, you said at the time, fiance. Right? Yeah, yeah. Twenty thirteen was like man. if I'm I was wa- a young pup. If you a young pup, if 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 she wasn't, you know, if you were playing the game and she wasn't there, incorrect. Yeah, incorrect. and I didn't. I didn't test it because I, it was so good. Exactly. And then I didn't want to have to be like, well, this, this, and this happened. Right. You know what I mean? You don't want to be one of the. And it's crazy because you hear about like couples who watch shows together and they're like, okay. You watched oh, an episode without me? Hmm. Right. In the doghouse for like exactly. a week. Exactly. But it's interesting with a video game having a, such a... And I've been a video game player all my... I mean, all my life. Yeah, when I was two. But like for most of my life. And I think about the best stories in video games. Like Final Fantasy VII is, a, yeah. is one example. Um, there's a couple of NBA, um, my player um, sees... Uh, Games. Well, that was always I was, fun. I was like, this is a kind of a crazy story. But when the video game is doing that, and then they adapt it to an actual show, and honestly, when you watch the show, you're like, oh... This is video game esque, but honestly, yeah, it's all cinema. I mean, it's, well, a, it's yeah, a show, but I, it's all I agree with it's that. a show. It's some video game, but you'll you'll feel it in it. And honestly, I'm two episodes in, and I'm kind of invested in some of these people. Yes, you uh, definitely are. And I'm gonna say this, but don't be invested. Well, no, no I'm not gonna say that. But I'm what I'm going to say is, assuming the the for end of the first season, and similarly to how the the end of the first video game ends, like powerful, incredible, like. You're sitting there like debating with people. Like it's just if if the end of the first season ends how the first video game did, then like Twitter is gonna blow up and it's gonna be like people saying like We're talking about Game of Thrones level stuff, right? Yeah, like people are gonna debate like what happened, should it have happened, do you agree, disagree, like all that Ooh. kind of stuff. It's gonna be a big a good thing. talker. Yeah. I, I think it's gonna be the next big thing in T V that we haven't seen the like, so I mean it's gonna be like a a game I didn't watch Game of Thrones personally, but Game of Thrones, Stranger Things, kind of like cultural phenomenon in my opinion. Right, and these episodes drop every week, just Sundays, like Sundays, six p.m. Pacific, six p.m. Pacific. Um, and that, and I'm happy that they're doing it that way, as opposed to just like letting people just like drop all the episodes. Yeah, and yeah. Kind of, you can just binge through it, you know. Um, because I, I'm old school, you know. You sure s- you wait until a new episode of Game of Thrones come out, you know, and then you yeah. watch it up all together, you know, and that's kind of like a thing. Because as opposed to, you know, as you mentioned before, we're talking the newsroom, you know. Right. You just kind of like you watch everything all at once and you just kind of forget. Yeah, and 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 society forgets or at least stops talking about it. Right. And so, you know, you, you 10 it's episodes, like, 9 episodes, 7, whatever any it's show hot is, and then it's over. It's like hot for a weekend, a mm-hmm. couple weeks at most, and then it like at least it's not being talked about until the next season or installment or whatever comes out. In this case, you know, if you're talking about nine episodes and the first one aired on, you know, January. Two weeks ago? Yeah, so roughly. January 14th, I think. Yeah. Does that sound right? That sounds about right. Whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, it would have been the 15th, I think. Um, but my point being is that nine weeks times that, I mean, you're talking about it into at least late March. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, when's the second season? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, there, there you it's go. It's a two-month thing at a time when a lot of people around the country are indoors. And 
Yeah, the weather's not so great. Right. Honestly, this is great. <laughs> this weather in Seattle we're getting right now is a great zombie movie weather, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. zombie show weather. You know, but I hope you. But please. And walk. I was a big Walking Dead fan. Yeah. And I definitely, it definitely, in my opinion, lost its way late. Yeah. And I like, I'll rewatch it and be like, man, like, why wasn't it? You know, what happened? Yeah. Um, this one is just like, and I was like, maybe it's the genre, like it's been oversaturated or something. But this show, like, just totally, just kind of like. Shows you that if you take a have a fresh take on it, then like anything can be, you know, any genre can be fresh again and entertaining and exhilarating and all that stuff. Any genre. Is did I say it right? No, I love saying that word genre. It's yeah, word. I'm thinking of going to the vending machine in a minute now. Do you feel a little peckish? Yeah, like yeah. I had I actually ate at the 32 Bar and Restaurant Grill at Kraken Iceplex. I did some stories with the Kraken today. Sure, they're going to be airing over the next few days. Say two, no comment. And, and I, but that was at like 12. Oh, you haven't eaten since then. Yeah, and like I had a, it was a, it was like chicken wings. Cause I was like indulging. Sure. And now I want vending machine, like Lunchables or something. Ten out of ten helps move. By the way, vending machines is a good move. Always, yeah. always, yeah. Always, always, always. Well, Najee, it's always a pleasure to talk about this stuff with it's you. It's great to talk to you, and also if we may have to turn this into like a little Last of Us stand too. I'm, oh no, we're already there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like this podcast a little bit. After you're done watching the Last of Us, listen to this podcast. <laughs> but after the show clips, you know. And more importantly, uh, when the Seahawks take Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, Miles I don't care how many people are saying it in social media, even if it's probably in the thousands. Nico and Najee were one of the first, right? One of the first. If one not of the, the first, first hundreds. I don't know. Anyways, hey, uh, enjoy the uh, championship games this weekend. Let's see if we're uh, right on Eagles and Bengals. Yep. And, uh, hey, Kraken, Red Hot, going into the All-Star break. Red Hot, Red Hot, Red Hot. And parade, on the baby. other side of it, that's when everything really, really gets real. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jordan Elvin really saying that to me. But you know what? He said to me as well that, hey, they just got to keep doing what they're doing. And I love that because this team isn't building it into anything more than what it is. Right. They're just going out, having fun. And let's hope we're doing some on-location podcast uh, late April into May and, and maybe even June. I have say? no, I, I have no problem sweating on the ice. Nothing wrong with that. I'm sweating on the ice, talking about uh, crack and playoffs. Some I'm free excited. air conditioning. Oh well, then I won't be sweating. There you go. The other team will be sweating. Other team will be other sweating. Other I like it. Sweating. There you go. Well, Najee, we'll do this again next week. What do you say? I think that's a good idea. All right. Hey, thanks for listening. Take care, everybody. Adios.